What's up, hockey fans, and welcome back to the Good Goal Podcast. This is episode 44. I'm Christian Brady in, in almost at Clemson, South Carolina, in Foxborough, Massachusetts. Across the country, three hours away, time traveling, is Matt Tiart in Tucson, Arizona. Matt, what's up? What up, repping the Phoenix Suns, because obviously the Caps suck. Um, yeah. It's sad that you said – you almost said Clemson, South Carolina. Like, I'll, I'm never going to be there ever again. You get to go back there in the fall. I do. Yeah. Getting excited, too. Yeah. Um, uh, shout out I'm Marissa. still in a mourning period, if you can't tell. The Bruins, sadly, were eliminated from the playoffs. It was actually at the Red Sox game watching it on my phone. Um, yeah. And birthday it was awful. gift for your dad, right? Yeah, that's right. Well, happy, happy belated, Kevin. Yeah. Um, yeah it was shout awful. out GM of Tiger Vision, Marissa. She posted on her story, like, can't wait to go back to Clemson this fall. Big things for Tiger Vision, I hear. So, yeah, we got to get that news going, which means a lot of work for me. Yeah. I'm still uh, technically director of marketing. So, for another two months. That's right. It's in the Constitution. That's right. For the bylaws <laughs> that I help about. that I help write. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should write it in like a a quill pen. With oh, like absolutely. Big letters. Yes. A little feather. Uh huh. Yep. All right, hockey. <laughs> <laughs> hockey. <laughs> we do this. It's crazy. And for our five listeners that know us already, um, we talk. We all, this is really our only time we talk other than when we go golfing. So, like, this is, (laughs) this is like more important now because we're 2,500 miles away. Right. Um, so this is also like our catch up. So, I start the Zoom, we catch up, we talk a little bit about the show, and then we go. So, this is really like in real time. Right. And we don't actually talk until we hit play. Yeah. So, Anyway. Also, both our teams are eliminated, so we don't have much motivation <laughs> we're just, to even talk about. We're just sad. <laughs> uh, well, the awards finalists were announced, uh, which gives us something to talk about. I guess we can just go down the list. We'll go one at a time, talk reaction, who we think is going to win. Yep. We'll write down our predictions, and as always, so that we can make fun of them. When because we're no way we're right. Right. Okay. The Vezina Trophy which is the top goaltender. <clears throat> the three nominees are Marc-Andre Fleury of the Golden Knights, Philip Grubauer of the Avalanche, and Andre Vasilevsky. Uh, I think they got him right. I, I don't know if, if you asked a week ago, I think we would have said all three of these guys, and I think we did, actually. Yeah. Um, it's got to go to Fleury, right? I mean – Has to. Has to. Av- the Avs won the President's Trophy because of – not really because of Grubauer, because they put up eight goals a freaking game when they won. But, yeah. I mean, he's obviously a big reason. But what Flurry has done this season amongst almost getting benched for Robin Lehner is unreal. Um, I mean, there's only one goalie on this list who even had to think about winning his job at the beginning of the year. And it was, yeah. and there was a real possibility of him not winning it. So, yeah. Um, and Vasilevsky, as we talked about last week is the best goalie on this list, but he's not going to get it. So. No, he won't. This is his fifth year in a row being nominated, by the way. 
Um, and I don't know how many years he's actually started. I think it can't be more than six. Yeah. So that should just speak to, I mean, that's like, if this continues, that's like Wayne Gretzky type numbers, like nine in a row. Yeah. Trophies. Um, same type of thing for Vasilevsky. He's cementing himself as one of the best goalies to ever do it. Yeah, he already is. I mean, what the Lightning have done in the past five-year stretch of, like, how many conference finals they've made, um, winning the Cup last year, they don't and we're do gonna it talk about it. We're going to talk about it soon, Matt, but as it stands right now, I don't think you could convince me that they're not going to win it again. Yeah. They just look so incredible. And that, and it's crazy to think that when I'm watching the Isles Bruin series, I'm like, well, good luck to – like, congrats to whoever wins the series. You're going to lose to the Lightning. Uh-huh. <laughs> like – Right. So, Even anyway. I was thinking the same thing. Like, I, in my head, I was like, I really want to win this series, and I don't want to think about what happens after because there's no team in the league other than the Knights who, have, who could even hold a candle to the Lightning right now. I thought Colorado matched up better to the Lightning, but probably Flurry versus Vasilevsky. I mean, if that's our Cup final, we're in. You're for probably right, and we're going to find out soon, which is going to be interesting because we saw what in Carolina, what a defensive team tries to do to the Lightning, and how it's just not going to work. Yeah, you have to score with them, or else you're not going to win. It's the only way to do it. And oh, by the way, you got to beat the best goal in the league. Uh, so yeah, I don't think that we'll talk about it later, but the Islanders, we're going to find out what the lightning are made of when we, when they play the Islanders, cause they're just going to tear through the best defense in the league. Yeah. So the, the last point I want to make is I'm really excited to see potentially see two Vesna finalists face off in the cup final. I don't think we've yeah. had that in a long time. Probably not. Um, and them being the reason that their teams are there, like just to throw that in there. So we're just going to get a master class of goalies. Anyway, right. I think Flurry wins. Me too. And I hope he does too. I think he deserves it. All right. Let's talk about the Ted Lindsay award. And that's the MVP as voted by the players. And it's a pretty predictable list. This is the one where you see, there's no voter fatigue in the Ted Lindsay award. The players just pick who they think is the hardest to play against. Who's the best player from their eyes. It's usually the same guys. And we have two repeats as always, Sidney Crosby and Connor McDavid, and then a newcomer and Austin Matthews, but uh, not at all surprising. Austin Matthews, obviously the rocker Richard winner. That one's already decided. And Crosby and McDavid are, you know, perennial Ted Lindsay guys. So it's hard to pick this one really hard because they go, you know, we're not players, so we don't have that perspective, and that's what they're voting on. I'm going to guess Austin Matthews, um, but either one could win. I, I want to throw an interesting point because only the North Division had to face off against two out of three of these guys. So how do people in the West Division vote, right? Like people in the Honda West Division didn't play against any of these guys. Yeah. Um, so they kind of have they kind of have to go off stats or game footage. And if you're watching the eye <laughs> test or stats, it has to be McDavid. You uh, scored 105 points in 56 games. So um, with that aspect thrown in, it, it's McDavid. All right, we'll see. 
Yeah, it's definitely the most interesting and least predictable one. Um, but we'll move on. We'll talk about the Calder Trophy, another hard one to predict. Uh, this is the best rookie. And the three candidates are pretty predictable. It's Kirill Kiprasov, Alex Nedeljkovic, and Jason Robertson of the Stars, who I think is the, the one wild card in this. I think the voting goes in order as, it, as I just read it. I think Kiprasov is the shoe-in to win. Nedeljkovic, obviously, the newcomer goalie who won with the Charlotte Checkers in the AHL last couple of years ago, <laughs> the last time it happened, led them to a cup and then uh, led him to the Calder Cup, and now he's going to win the Calder Memorial Trophy. Look how that works. No, he's not going to win. Incredible. I think stepping in for no, Peter Mrazek, he played lights out, but it's got to yeah. go to uh, Kaprizov or however you say his name. Kaprizov, yeah. Okay. We're picking the same guys. Well, you I picked Matthews, we but. Well, yeah, the last time we did let me put that in. Okay, the King Clancy Memorial Trophy, a reputation award. There's a few of these. Um, this is for leadership, I think, on and off the ice. Curtis Gabriel of the Sharks, Pekka Rene of the Predators, and P.K. Subban of the Devils. Again, I have no clue. I'm just going to guess that Curtis Gabriel wins for some reason. <laughs> you know who I'm going to pick because you know I love this guy. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I don't we have the script pulled up, and he just scrolled down and wrote my name next to him. P.K. Subban, obviously going to win it. Um, he stinks on the ice now, but he's still an awesome I, dude. I literally cannot say it enough how important he is to the game of hockey. Huge. And he's on ESPN Sports Center every night after games um, this season. And hopefully he retires so that he can do it more because that's that would be his, his, that's his most – his greatest value to the NHL right now would be on ESPN because he's awesome, charismatic, and bad at hockey. Well, he also did – I don't know why I saw it, but he did like a stand-up bit, and it wasn't bad. So he, he might have a future in stand-up. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's an awesome dude. Okay, another reputation award, the Lady Bing Memorial Trophy, the most gentlemanly player. So – but you also have to be good, I think, for this award. Like, you can't just – I mean, obviously, nice. there are plenty of nice guys in the league, but you have to be outstanding as a gentleman as, as, and as a player. So the three nominees are Austin Matthews, Jacob Slavin of the Hurricanes, and Jared Spurgeon of the Wild. Um, I think if Matthews doesn't win any of the other two that he's nominated for, he'll win this one. Yeah, I don't see uh, – I agree with you. I don't see, like, Nick Ritchie or Nick Dowd winning this award. Exactly, um, yeah. You know, they're probably great guys. So I'm going to go with Matthews because this is going to be a consolation for not winning exactly. the Ted that's Lindsay. Exactly my, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> he's not going to win the heart or the Ted Lindsay, so he's going to win this, even though I picked him to win the Ted Lindsay. All right, the Frank the, J. And, Selke and trophy. If we're going to yeah, be go honest, ahead. if we're going to be honest, he, I mean, I can't even put into words how important he's going to be for the U.S. national team next February. So we're going to have to build him up this yep. coming year and this fall. So give him yep. give him all the awards, if I'm being honest. Agreed. Agreed. There should be – I thought this is what you were going to say, but he's also so good for the game with his social media impact. He streams on Twitch over the offseason and uh, gets a ton of viewers there. Needs to shave his mustache. There should but... be 
I'll let him slide. No, his mustache is part of that. Um, it's gross. Yeah, it is bad, but it's good for the game because <laughs> a lot of people make fun of it. Um, there should be – you know how the PGA Tour added like a, a fund for players can get bonuses if they move the needle and like get yeah. interaction on insta- on you know social media? I think there should be like a good for the game award in the NHL. Like <clears throat> obviously the Lady Bing is not it, but I think they should add an award maybe called the PK Subban award for someone who maybe isn't even good, but who gets a lot of eyes on the game. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, the Frank J selfie <laughs> trophy. Well, someone who was someone who's literally been in the league eight minutes and has already made a huge impact is Cole Caulfield. Mm-hmm. So that maybe that's like another aspect of that award. That Somehow you're he did not, he did not start the playoffs and on the roster which is unbelievable because I think he has three goals since he started playing. And he also has more wins than Marner, Matthews, and uh, Nylander combined. <laughs> so In their careers, that's correct. Okay. The Frank J. Selkie Trophy goes to the best defensive forward, best two-way forward. Patrice Bergeron has been nominated for the 10th year in a row. He's nominated with Mark Stone and Alexander Barkov. All deserving. I don't think there's any way Patrice wins it this year. I think it has to go to Mark Stone. He yeah. is – I think he should have been a – obviously, I'm not a player, so I can't say this, but I understand how he's not a heart candidate because he didn't have the stats. But I think he was a good pick if you were to pick who's the best player in the NHL right now. I think that's a good sleeper. As far as yeah. impact to his team. Three months ago, we were talking about Mark Stone winning the heart. So, yeah, yeah I agree with you. Um, yeah, I, it's tough because McDavid is the, if he doesn't win the heart, I never watch hockey again. And I said that last year about John Carlson, not winning the Norris, which is still to me, Robert highway robbery. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, what he's done for Vegas this year, him and Pacioretty and flurry, those three, I mean, they're the reason they're in the, quote-unquote conference finals i mean the selkie trophy is basically to the layman the most underrated player in the league and i think that's a perfect for all three of these guys who their impact cannot be stated because it doesn't show up on the score sheet every night but it's so hugely important for people who watch basketball it's the Kawhi leonard award right of hockey right yeah exactly exactly. yeah mark stone wins yeah although it's pretty incredible that they should just change the name to the Patrice Bergeron award because 10 years in a row. Crazy. Ridiculous. Crazy. But he's deserving. Him, so, yeah, it's fun to watch. And as a, as a fan of the team who watches every game, you do notice it, but you can understand how, I mean, you're, you're a huge hockey fan and Bergeron is one of those guys where he's so underrated that at some point he's properly rated just because everyone keeps saying he's underrated, you know? We do that Um, with McDavid, but he's still underrated. (laughs) (laughs) So you like, at this point, every hockey fan knows his name. He's a household name in hockey families. But, I mean, you can understand how it it just doesn't, you know, register with people until you see a stat like he's been nominated 10 years in a row. Although at what point does he get hurt and play six games a season and Uh, still (laughs) nominated just because it's (laughs) – just because it's a six trend. games, he was like a plus 11 or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The Masterton Memorial Trophy. There's three really good um, 
you know, nominees for this, but I think the winner is obvious. It's this is the dedication to hockey award, but it's really the comeback player of the year. Matt Dumba of the wild Oscar Lindblom of the flyers who obviously recovered from leukemia and came back during the, in the bubble last year and then had a good year this year. And then Patrick Marlowe of the sharks who came back from the grave basically and yeah. had a good year at San Jose. Uh, I think Oscar Lindblom is the clear winner. I bet my this house. Is, this is where we defer. And here's why. Okay. I love Oscar Lindblom. I love his story. He didn't win it last year because, and I'm blanking on his name. He played for Bobby uh, Ryan. Yeah, Bobby Ryan and his battle with mental health and how he was open about it. And I was all for Bobby Ryan winning it. Oscar Lindblom, the reason he didn't win it is because he came back in the bubble. Remember last year? Right. And which is it's not a regular season award. Winning. Right. Yeah. So I think he's very deserving of it. But the reason I think it's going to Patrick Marlowe is because he broke Gordy Howe's all time yeah. game record this year. I mean, that is the epitome of dedication to hockey. That's true. He's played That's more game, regular season games than anyone in the history of ever. So I think it goes to Patrick Marlowe. Yep, that's true. He'll live forever. <clears throat> they actually took they took his game used stick or skates or something from his that game, put it in the Hall of Fame, and then gave Gordy Howe's family the stick that was in there to commemorate his win. Their family gave it to Patrick Marlowe. So now he has Patrick Marlowe's game used stick from his whatever 2154th game or whatever it is. Um, so that was a cool gift on top of all the things that the Sharks got him for that. Wait, so and he deserves it. Patrick Marlowe is in the Hall of Fame and Patrick Marlowe now has Gordy Howe's stick. Yes. The one that was in there commemorating his record for most games because they had to take it out to replace it with Marlowe's, which well, I think is the perfect way to do that. Yeah. But if you're going to take it out, that's the perfect place I for mean, it to go. Is I right guess on it Patrick makes sense because Gordy Howe literally has his name and everything he's ever done in hockey Everywhere. in that museum. Yes. Exactly. So, yeah, um, that's insane. Imagine being Patrick Marlowe. Like, that stick probably means way more than the record. Yeah. Yeah, that's incredible. All right, the James Norris Memorial Trophy. Boo! The best, the best defenseman. Uh, this I hate year, this Adam, award. Adam Fox of the Rangers. Um there was a big social media outcry to have him included, and I guess it worked because he did. Um, Victor Hedman of the Lightning, I think that's his third or fourth nomination, maybe even fifth. He's a perennial guy up there as well. And Cal McCarr of the Avalanche, fresh off his Calder Trophy victory in his sophomore season. Which we both called, like, as soon as he entered the league. Yep. I think it's got to be him. You watch him every night, and he's – Unbelievable. There's one there's one video of him literally breaking a guy's ankles and there's like people making videos of it. Like, this is how you get people to watch hockey. I mean, look at this guy. How do you even touch him? Well, I said it last week, that Colorado team, it stinks that they got knocked out. Good for Vegas, but they have so much swag to them yeah. and he's just such a big part of that. Um, I saw a – I was looking up NHL News today and let's see if it's still there. I saw an article – from the Denver Post that says Avalanche rudely bounced from NHL playoffs. Pretty as prove they're built to win the ice capades, not the Stanley Cup. Tough. Denver is upset today. That's for sure. 
And I think that's a valid criticism, but also they ran into Vegas. They shouldn't have well, to play them right now. I saw multiple sources that Deshaun Watson wants to be in Denver. Now, I think that might fix all their sadness. Yeah. Because if he goes should. to Denver, they win a Super Bowl. But anyway. That's true. Well, um, right now their options are Drew Locke, Aaron Rodgers, or Deshaun Watson. I think they're in a good spot if they if they get either one of those two. Yeah. Drew Locke's a bum. No offense, Drew Locke, okay. if you watch our show. But um, If you watch our show, why? You need to be practicing. <laughs> if you watch our show, it makes sense why you're a bum. Um, <laughs> yeah. It should go to Hedman. But it's gonna to go to Kale McCarr, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Kale McCarr. Although Victor Kale Hedman's McCarr the best a, defenseman in this league. But. Yes, it's like the Vasilevsky situation. Like he's the best defenseman on this list, but he didn't have the best. He didn't have a season like Kale McCarr. I'm gonna go ahead and write the next one. This is the Hart Memorial Trophy for the MVP, as voted by the writers: Nathan McKinnon, Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid. This is the the list that you expect to have, Awesome Matthews is the Rocket Richard winner. Nathan McKinnon, what, second in points, arguably, I mean, up there with McDavid. As in I think he was top five in points because Dreisaitl was second in points. That's right. Dreisaitl was second, and I think, honestly, Marsham was third. Marsham was McKinnon, third, like 28 is. behind McDavid. Uh-huh. Well, McDavid scored, like, more than 100 points in 56 games. Unbelievable year with him, on pace for, like, 165 points. Uh, the best season we've ever seen in our lives time, lifetimes, I think. Connor McDavid is the shoe-in. Um, I wish, and this stinks, because, it, again, I said it last week, it makes so much sense, this comparison, that he's the Clayton Kershaw of hockey, because he's going to win another MVP, another hard trophy, rightfully so. But if you include the playoffs in that, it goes to, McD- or it goes to McKinnon, because McKinnon had, like, 11 goals in nine games in the playoffs. Whereas, he always does. Yeah, whereas McDavid like, is a dud in the playoffs. Uh-huh. McDavid, I mean, McKinnon has something like 80 points in 40 games in the playoffs. Yeah, it's unreal. I mean, he you shows were watching up the every highlights. Year and the rest you were of watching the highlights doesn't. of the game last night, and you're like, oh, my God, he's just so good. His assist 23 seconds into the game. I mean, the fact that he found Devon Tays, he wasn't even looking at. And yeah. he hit his tape. Right. The only one in the building who could have made a play like that, obviously. Yeah. All right. So it's going to McDavid, but I I, I want to give McKinnon the credit he right. deserves. Props to Nathan McKinnon. And obviously props to Austin Matthews uh, for scoring the most goals, which is always hard. So good for him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jack uh, shave your Lord. mustache. All right. Shave your mustache. Coach of the year. Rod Brindamore of Carolina, Dean Evison of Minnesota, and Joel Quenville of Florida. Um, it's a hard one to pick. It really is. But I think it's Dean Evison, given the bounce-back year that Minnesota had. They ran into, obviously, Vegas, who is now in the conference finals. But they gave him a really good series, a better series than Colorado gave them, uh, going to seven. So I think he deserves it. Um. Yeah, so the wet, they're in the West with the new divisions. Um, the Honda West division, you had the President's Trophy winning Colorado Avalanche and Jared Bednar's not you know, on this list. You have Vegas, who tied Colorado in points but lost on criteria 
and their coach, Peter DeBoer, not on this list. So you go to the third guy in the toughest division in hockey this year, um, Dean Evison. It's got to go to him. I agree. Although, Rob Brennamore, Carolina's been good for a long time, and he definitely is more deserving of this award than people are giving him credit for. And same with Coach Q. He's kind of turned around Florida since he's gotten there. But we everybody wrote off Minnesota. So yep. it's going to Dean Edson. I think you're right. All right, so that does it for awards. Obviously, we will update everyone when the awards are announced at the NHL Awards later this summer. Uh, a summer that will be very eventful for the NHL. Is it's a short summer because the season is going to start up again in November. We have a draft, which is extremely important this year more than others um, because a new team will be in it, and then we have their expansion draft either before or after that. Two days obviously before. it affects every team in the league except the best team in the league, the Vegas Golden Knights. Tell me how that makes any sense. <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, Vegas, because they just expanded into the league a couple of years ago, is exempted from the Seattle expansion draft, uh, which I guess I get, but it's still stupid. When they made that decision, they didn't expect Vegas to be good. Yeah, they didn't expect Flurry to win the – Vesna and them to possibly run into Tampa in the cup final. And we were talking about Matt, who do they protect? Leonard or Flurry? Good news. They don't have to protect They don't have to. Them. And they definitely protect Flurry. Yeah. <coughs> All right. So round three is well, actually, we'll talk about round two because round three is set. We'll go through each series quickly. Montreal swept Winnipeg after Winnipeg swept Edmonton. Um Canadian hockey is kind of pathetic to be dead honest with you at the moment. None of these in a normal year, I don't think any of these teams make it past the first round unless they play each other. Uh, I think Montreal gets swept by Vegas. Damn. Um, I, and thank you, Carrie price for saving me because two weeks ago when your dad was on the pod, I said Winnipeg was not capable of winning a cup and then they swept Edmonton and I was like, Oh damn. They're definitely <laughs> capable. And then Montreal said, Matt, I got you. They're not even going to win a single game. Uh, I absolutely agree with you. Canadian hockey is pathetic right now. Uh, if any Canadians are watching are bad, um, we'll find out next February when USA wins the gold. Yeah, so, right. yeah. And, I'll, and when we talk about the matchup next round, I'll, I'll go into it. But, um, yeah, Montreal looked. They did look damn good against Winnipeg, though. But mm. as we said, Canadian hockey's not top tier like Colorado, Vegas, or Tampa, Carolina. So, yep, yeah, they're gonna have a tough time with Vegas for sure, and Vegas is not gonna have a tough time with them. But let's talk about Vegas, who was the last team to finish out their series. They beat Colorado in six games after being down two zero. They won four straight games and honestly dominated game two. Should have won it. Uh, this series wasn't even close after game two. But every yeah. game was fun to watch. I should say it that way. But Vegas was just a better team from front to back. Oh, you had a feeling that Vegas was just going to win every game, even uh -huh. when they were down two, like in game right. five. Um, uh -huh. Yeah, it stinks. Like, I know Denver's pissed, like the city of Denver's pissed. I know Nathan McKinnon's pissed because he said last night that he's been in the league nine years. He's got nothing to show for it. 
Uh, we were talking before the pod. It, it kind of feels like the Caps, when they just couldn't win a cup, like they're there. They're, they right. have it's all like, the What pieces. do you change? Yeah. Um, I, so I don't know. I, I don't know what Colorado does from here, but shout I think out it's to Vegas. Probably, it's probably that you have to get bigger on the back end. Because the Vegas forwards are just huge. They forecheck well, and you need – I mean, they got they got Devontae's in the offseason. Yeah. Um, they extended Ryan Graves. Like, they they worked on their blue line. I don't – Right. The interesting part of this whole series is that Lano started game one, and it was a joke. So, essentially, Vegas won four out of five, if you yeah. think about it. So, um, yeah, I mean, Flurry. Flurry's pretty much the reason they won the series. So, agreed. And if he doesn't play every game of the next two series, I don't understand. If they start later game one, I'm not watching hockey anymore. Yeah, yeah, that still doesn't make any sense to me. Even though it didn't end up hurting them, but it could have. They were down two. Yeah, up. it could have. Anyways, so. all right, moving on to Carolina versus Tampa. Tampa wins all three road games, wins the series in five after dropping game three at home. Uh, they just rolled Carolina, who was the best team in that division all year. So it just goes to show how much Kucherov and Stamkos make a difference who joined the team in game one of the first series. It's just hard to beat them. They have everything. Yeah, no comment. You said it. Tampa's mm-hmm. just on paper. They're the best team in, in hockey. I said that all last year. They ended up winning the cup. Uh, on paper, they're 18 million over cap. Uh, Dougie Hamilton's pissed about it, but those are the rules. Yeah. I mean, I, I told Nick last night, I said, if I can make the play, if the Caps can make the playoffs without Ovechkin and Justin Schultz and Carlson off our books, let's do it. <laughs> because that's like 18 million right there. Right. So I wonder if this opens a can of worms, but anyway. Yeah, I think the answer is no because they're the only team who has that luxury. Yeah, but I don't I'm there's saying any other team that can make the the playoffs without their best player. Also, it has to line up perfectly where the guy actually gets hurt. Like the, I think this is a once in no, I know, a but I'm saying type if, of thing. if if he if his injury is three, like his timetable is two to three months, and you're five months from the playoffs, yeah. you say like. Then you have to think, dude. About it. We need you to sit mm-hmm. because you're you're costing us nine million. We'll see. Definitely something to think about. Okay, in the last series, the Bruins versus Islanders, the Bruins took a two one lead in the series, but the Islanders win three in a row after that. Win the series four two in six games. They, I will say, are extremely hard to play against in general, but especially at home. At the Coliseum, they look unbeatable. They only have 12,000 fans in the arena. Yeah, they only have 12,000, but they're right on top of you, and it's so it's loud insane. in there. Yeah. Um, and they're so good defensively. It's crazy. I thought – I mean, it was hard playing against the Capitals because you can't get entry. The Capitals are very good in the neutral zone. But then the Islanders are good in the neutral zone, and then you gain entry, and you're like, okay, we did it. And then all the layers come back somehow. It, it doesn't make any sense how they do it. But they pick up every single trailer – I would say their only weakness right now is is the kill, which is tough because Tampa has the best power play in hockey. 
but I don't know. As a Bruins fan watching the Islanders, it every night it just seems like you're going to beat them because you have to puck the entire game and then you can't win. And you don't really know how. And you don't know why you lost. It just happens. Yeah. Um, if they have to go on the penalty kill, good luck. Because I saw a stat yeah. that said, and this really has nothing to do with it, but um, Braden Point, going back to last year in the last, like, 21 games, he has, like, 34 points and he's, like, plus 21. So, that obviously, <laughs> plus minus doesn't count on the power play. But, like, throwing that in, you're probably already going to be down by the time you give up a penalty. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but if any team can shut down that high-flying offense, it's it's the odds. Right, which is what makes this an interesting series because the Islanders do not trade chances like Tampa does. Tampa's willing to run a gun because they can go back and forth. They're going to score five goals if you play like that, and Vasilevsky's just going to make the saves, even if it's on two-on-ones. He's just going to do yeah. They're willing to give up a two-on-one because Vasilevsky's the best goalie in hockey. So, yeah, so they'll do that to you. And New York is the opposite. They want to get a power play, score, lock it in, and win three-to-one, three-to-two. I, I made this comparison a couple weeks ago. It's like parking the bus in ho- or soccer. Like, they essentially have so many guys back and then they'll dump the puck and then Bavillier's on a breakaway somehow. Like they have <laughs> exactly. four guys back, but they're getting, yep. they're getting odd man rushes. They're getting I breakaways. I know. You don't know yeah. where it comes from. They're just, their fours are so fast and their defensemen are so big. They're so hard to play against it. Every single one of them is committed to playing good defensive hockey. It's, this is the most Barry Trotz team there ever was. And Varlamov is, 98 but still playing like right now yeah he's on top of his game right now he he looks great so So, again it's going to be super interesting because i think my gut feeling is even if the islanders get their way and they you know play in their own zone but they're not giving up chances the the tampa's offense is just too good they're still going to score goals all right so since we've talked about this series who you who you got I think it's got to be Tampa. Last year they won in five games. I mean, in six games, I think this year they're going to win in five. As much as I'd honestly like to see the – I have no ill will against the Islanders. I would honestly like to see them give them a fight, but I don't think they will. I think they win in six. I think it goes – Tampa wins the first two at home. The Isles take both in the Coliseum just because it's unbelievable. Tampa blows out the aisles and fought in game five and then wins they just never look back and they mm-hmm. steal one in nassau okay um so i think i think tampa wins at six and it, it pains me to say this but right mm-hmm. now it looks like they're gonna go back to back yeah i mean it's the most fun team to watch in hockey versus the most boring team to watch in hockey so again it's it's a clashing of styles we'll see who gets their way it's going to be evident pretty quickly if Tampa goes on the rush and scores on the rush immediately, then that's just the way the series is going to go. And it's the honors are not going to have a chance. If in game one, the first period, first period ends like zero, zero, like it did in Minnesota and Vegas, which is actually a very good comparison because they're similar styles. When that happened in game one and Minnesota stole that game, one, nothing in overtime, it was like, this is going to be a dog fight because yeah. Minnesota is getting their way right now. They're always yeah. making the saves. Even though they're giving up a lot of shots, they're not giving up chances. So I think it's a similar series. But I think Tampa gets their way. 
I would argue that the most boring team versus the most exciting team to watch is the other series <laughs> in round three, Vegas versus Montreal. Um, Tampa, New York Islanders, game one is Sunday, uh, 3, three Eastern, I believe. Eastern, yeah. yeah, so 12 here, um, which is awesome because usually that's the Doc Emmerich, like, money time. Oh. Yeah. Sunday at three, but hopefully it's John Forslund. Um, yeah, one of them will be Forslund, the other will be uh, Kenny Albert, who I oh. like, but <laughs> but he gets Boucher and uh, Olchek, so it's sort of like a trade off. Yeah, I've realized this last night, uh, Eddie and whereas Pierre is with Forslund, and it's just the worst. I um, hate Pierre. Eddie and Boucher. They like block out the play-by-play guy. Like anytime they're, they're talking about Eddie's yeah. like, look at this boost. Like, not like <laughs> screw you, Kenny. <laughs> uh, anyway, Montreal Vegas, that game one is Monday at 9 Eastern, which is mo- chef's kiss yep. for me because that's 6 p.m. Uh, uh Vegas has home ice, obviously. Uh another storyline of both of these quote unquote conference finals, the semifinals, is that. There's not yeah. a single one seed, um, and there's two four seeds. So yeah. that just shows you the the, uh, the parity of hockey. Yeah. yeah. It's anyway, so one point I wanted to say before the show started, and I said I'll wait for the show. Last year, all like every sport had a bubble, right? Mm-hmm. The NBA bubble was a joke because – both teams that were in the finals got bounced convincingly in the first round. The NHL bubble is not a shame because we have three out of the four teams from last year's semifinals. Wow. That's Hockey's good. better. That's all That's I'm true. That's true. You're right. So Hockey's I don't know better. what went wrong in Disney for the NBA, but it's, it's the same three teams, which, which is fun because – it's almost like the three teams that are still in it get a redo on last year. Cause it's not, it, it was harder to win a cup in my opinion in the bubble, but you get to do it again in front of your fans. So it's, yep. it's essentially a redo of last year. So anyway, yeah. Vegas home ice third conference final in four years. What the hell is going on with this organization? Uh, George McPhee, the old GM from the Caps. I love McClellan, but, I mean, good for him. Because we talked about it before. Yeah, he They caught lightning in a bottle their first year, and everyone thinks they drafted an all-star team when their best player was William Carlson, who had, like, four goals the year before. Um, but they've done a really good job, their front office especially, of just continuing that success, grabbing players that they – they, they need versus what they want. Um, going with Flurry, obviously, DeBoer sometimes tries to mess that up. They can Gerard Gallant midseason when they were going to make the playoffs. Repeated DeBoer. <laughs> yeah. we, were, we thought they were insane. And obviously, it's worked out. So, um, But the storyline of this series for me, Price, Flurry. Yep. Yep, you're right, but I think it – all right, so let's get our predictions for this series then. Actually, we haven't heard what you – no, yeah, you did say. You said in six in the other series. So I'll let you start for this one. Um, it's tough because 
from the eye test, Canadian hockey's a joke. But how good is Montreal? They just swept Winnipeg. Um, Carey Price looks as good as ever, which is scary. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Vegas in six. Okay. Uh, it's hard. I want to say a sweep, honestly, in both of these series. I mean, it's the same. It's the same thing in both series. The matchup styles are identical. Uh huh. So it, yeah, it is interesting that way. So you got to go with the the more. I'm going to say Vegas. Team. I'm going to go Vegas and four. They're going to sweep. Yep. I want to say that for both, honestly. You got to think the Isles still want at home, at least. Okay. But whereas Montreal, but, what they have 37 the, fans. Yeah, the Bell Center is not the same right now. So it's hard to pick them to win at home right now. Part of me wishes they had to do that contingency plan, which was go to another city like Arizona and play there. Because then at least we could get some fans in the building, even though they probably wouldn't be has fans. Well, Montreal had fans in their last series. They had like one section full. Yeah, yeah, right. Anyone who was vaccinated could go. So if you're Canadian, get your vaccination now, especially if you're in Quebec. Yeah. And then go to the game. Yeah, Montreal hadn't been in the final since 93, so which they won. Yep. Had Patrick Wong. And that was the last time a Canadian team has been in the finals, right? Uh, Vancouver in 11. No, obviously. And I that I thought about that series a lot when I was watching the Isles Bruins, and here's why. And tell me if I'm crazy, because I'm like a yeah. conspiracy guy. In 2011, when the Bruins played Vancouver, every game that Vancouver won, because it went seven, right? Vancouver uh, yes. Vancouver would win really close overtime games. And then when the Bruins won, it was like six to two. Right. That's that's how I felt with the Isles series. Yeah. Like, even when the Bruins were ahead, the Isles weren't out of it. But if right. the roles were reversed when the Isles were ahead, I felt like the Bruins – they weren't going to find a way to well, come that's, back. Yeah, that's exactly how they play. The Bruins, when they were losing, would have the puck the entire game and not have a, a shot on that or not have a scoring chance. It was just so frustrating to watch. So I honestly hope they do that to Tampa. I hope Tampa fans know what it's like to play against the Islanders. Because I don't think they got the full effect last year when they didn't have their fans. And they also didn't get to play them at all this year. No. Right. That too. But – Trotz knows how to beat Tampa because Tampa was a juggernaut and the Caps beat them in 18. That's so. something that we've, Matt, that's something we've talked about all year that we haven't mentioned yet in this show. This is the first time that any team is going to play a, a team that they have not played in the regular season. And that's why so, I, I think Vegas is just going to destroy Montreal. Me too. Well, but. that made for good series in the first two because there was no feeling out process. Like as soon as the series started, it was like, go because both teams knew exactly what they were getting. So maybe a couple low scoring games in the first two games of this series. Although I don't know. It really Not with is Tampa hard to Vegas. know how much I know. <laughs> right. But they're playing teams that could hold them. It's, I don't know, yeah. dude. It's going to be we'll insane. See. We'll see. Carey Price needs to have the series of his life for Montreal to win more than two games he's a guy i want to win the cup i i think out of the remaining four teams i want macho to win it just so carrie price right. can get it just that seems off like he's shoulders. gonna be 
it just seems like he's going to be a Charles Barkley. Just that first ballot, one of the best of all time, um, who never even really sniffed a, a cup. Oh, easy, easy on my sons here. Went to the yeah, finals okay. so in '93. Barkley did sniff a cup. That's <laughs> or he sniffed a uh, a finals. Although MJ took it personally that he won the MVP. So. That's right. That's right. Well, all right, that's Chris all I got. Take it personally that he's not a heart a uh, Vezinic finalist. Yeah, hopefully. We're gonna that's get a Montreal last dance. These are gonna be fun. These are gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll try to get back. I think we're going to wait until these series are over, and then we'll yeah. we'll talk about the Stanley Cup final because we were trying to time it perfectly to how rounds were ending. This will be right. easier unless one this team. This one came well, yeah. I mean, they should sweet. hopefully. They, yeah, they, I'm expecting them to finish in the same time period. Which is a sweep. <laughs> right, which is by the end of next week. <laughs> All right. Episode 44 in the books. No Suns. Yeah, go Suns, actually, because I hate every NBA team. So I'll support <laughs> you and say go Suns. Well, if we face Brooklyn, I'm going to have a hard time because I really want Nash to get a title. But well, you can't wear that jersey, man. I can wear this one. Oh, is that a Booker? That's Booker. Who is it? I, yeah. Devin Booker. I got Booker, and then I got CP3, the Valley jersey, which is my might be my favorite yeah, jersey in sports. That's the best. Uh-huh. Well, that and, and then, the Utah Jazz jersey with the colors, that's a sick jersey. I like that jersey, but we're probably going to have to play them, so screw Utah. Right. Um, and then I have my Steve Nash, like, OG with the sun. The basketball is the sun. Yeah, yeah. That's the one I was thinking of. So, um, but we'll try to beat Brooklyn for you because they dog. Oh, I hate Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, they did. They domed them. We need to do a beer money soon so we can talk about other sports. But Talk some basketball, yeah. Well, uh, we could talk about the TikTok fights that happened last night. I don't know if you, <laughs> you saw those, but for whatever reason, there's a every single influencer on the internet wants to box now. Well, which is fine Logan by me because I want to see them all get their faces kicked in. Logan made twenty million to hug Floyd Mayweather for eight rounds. So. Honestly, good for him. He literally just robbed the bank in front of all our eyes. Well, Floyd Mayweather said in his post press conference, yeah. post fight press conference. He said, when it comes to legalized legal. bank robbery, yep. I'm the best ever. He made $120 million to fight a YouTuber. Yeah, and he got hit once. It was the easiest money he's ever made. If he got and paid Mc- $30, it would have been worth it. He got that McGregor fight was – he made $300 million. Yeah, he actually got stung in that fight, though. That yeah, was that uppercut was mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, I hope Tyron Woodley sleeps, Jake Paul, which he might. Me too. He's Imagine a world how champ. good that would be. Imagine how good that would be. Beer money. We'll get one soon. Nick, stop bugging me about it. Um, (laughs) We'll catch y'all later. See ya. Peace.